listeners. Hope everybody's doing well today. Dominic Korea, Justice Tech Pros Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be doing a chat session episode. As you can tell by the introduction I had made up, I did that just to kind of show the difference in segments for the listeners so they have a uh, immediate feel of what the episode is going to be about. I'm happy with how it came out. And if you notice also, I actually implemented the iPhone tracker. So I'm noticing it's picking up my facial expressions a lot uh, cleaner. It's creating more of a dynamic situation, even with my hands. I had them, uh, I had the designer fix my fix my hands and my uh, tracking. And it's pretty cool. So this is tracking all my movements when I put my eyebrows up or down or mad or happy. It's uh, tracking all of that. So it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's very close. The technology's uh, uh, <clears throat> amazing to me. I always. Uh, I always enjoy different technologies, try to implement them, bring something a little dynamic to the channel, and I think it adds that. I think it uh, adds a little more engagement rather than just seeing a, uh, you know, when I thought of using the avatar, I just like the idea better than just seeing like a graphic um, representing myself talking. I think this creates a little bit of engagement, and for the introverts out there, such as myself, you can interact without having to worry about being on camera every time you do an episode, so I, I enjoy it. Um, today's chat session, I'm just going to kick around a few things. Uh, I, I got a lot of feedback on this, on this, um, segment and this type of episode. And it was mostly all po positive. People really enjoyed just me talking about different things, seeing my perspective. I think it gives the listeners a little, uh, more of a connection as to who I am when I'm not just talking about criminal justice stuff. So I, I enjoy it myself as well when I have time and I feel like putting something out or I want to talk about something. Uh, I like this outlet. So far, I'm enjoying it. Again, like I always say, I'm not sure how long my whole YouTube experience is going to last. I'm closing in on four years. I've enjoyed it thus far. I've enjoyed the topics I've uh, touched on. I've enjoyed uh, what's going going on with the We, we Push Back uh, cause that I created, I'm enjoying all of it. I think it's all positive things. I think it's all uh, tools that could possibly help defendants, help families, and uh, help defense teams in different ways. You know, it's just about taking uh, taking from it what you find valuable, and whatever you don't, ignoring it. So today I wanted to talk about, um, what I really wanted to talk about is when you sit back and you go in different genres, and you start to see a lot of the conflict that exists in different genres uh, because you wouldn't believe how many of the different types of uh, channels actually correlate with one another uh, where they have a lot of carryover similarities to, to what goes on. And um, one of the main things I noticed when you sit back and observe, a lot of it has to do with people who, who want to really force their opinion or what they think should be uh, proper or acceptable and they try to push that out there and when others don't maybe align with it or don't see things the same way that's when a lot of the conflict happens because you have a lot of let's say strong-minded or strong-willed individuals who are voicing their displeasure or disagreement with different events that may go on and um, when you have that it's like uh, a collision strong per personalities will collide people don't want to feel as if uh, if they feel they're being disrespected, they want to respond to that. They want to engage with that. And that keeps it going a lot of the time. And that's why I try to avoid all that. My channel is really not about um, uh, fighting with people, fighting with content creators, calling people out. 
that's just not what my channel is. There's a lot of channels who do that. And there's nothing wrong in that. Everybody's on here to find their niche, you know, to find what works for them and find what they're good at. Some people are good at uh, calling people out, roasting people. It's all, it's all finding what you want to do. For me, it's really just about um, speaking to the public, getting my perspective out there, bringing some things to their attention that perhaps they may have not been aware of previously. And that's what I try to focus on. And with the chat session, it kind of allows me to connect without without getting too personal. Uh, I'm not on here, as I said, to tell personal stories and things like that. It's just uh, I'm not comfortable with it. It's just not who I am. But I do like to share my opinion and, and uh, my perspective on issues and offer some, um, some of my personal insight for those who do follow me and may find it valuable or informative. Even if they don't agree, they may still find it uh, um, definitely informative or interesting. And again... I think that's what's happening. I'm getting people maybe who, who agree with some of the things I say, some people who disagree, but I think they're getting value out of it. I think they enjoy it. So uh, I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I enjoy it myself. And so far, I'm really enjoying the uh, JTP chat sessions. I like uh, talking about different things and, and how I view them. And getting back to what I was saying, a lot of that conflict comes from different content creators well, they'll say this is not acceptable, that's not acceptable. And then when people maybe disagree or have a different gauge on what they consider acceptable, uh, that's where strife starts to happen and disagreement and disputes start to take place. Uh, look at me, for instance. Um, the majority of people online disagree with my philosophy where I won't engage with lying informants on any level and I won't engage with those who platform them, platform them or host them on any level. Just not for me. It's just something that talking about different levels, you know, there's different levels of what we'll, we will all tolerate. And uh, for me, that's one of the things I'm just, I'm not going to tolerate and I'm not going to be around. And that's, a, again, that's a me issue. That's something that I have to navigate. I don't, I don't expect others to think the same way. I don't expect others to treat the situation the same way I treat it. That's just how I treat it. So I, I try to respectfully navigate in that way without insulting anybody or attacking them if they if they look at it differently than I do, or if they do allow informants. I'm not on here saying, well, why does this one allow informants? Or why does this one uh, uh, allow those who host informants on their show? Why they allow this one? You know, I, that's not what I'm here for. That's their decision. I'm not judging them. If it's right by them, that's all that matters. See, what I do on here is, and I think everybody should do, you have to do what's right for yourself. You can't do what's right to please others. Uh, there's people I'm friendly with that maybe they're okay with things that I'm not okay with and vice versa. But we don't really judge each other for that. We, you know, if we're building a friendship, we focus on things that we have in common. And sometimes, you know, something may be too strong where you can't let it go. Like for me, my hard line is I really can't engage with and hang out with somebody who's friends with a lying informant. That's just weird to me and it, it doesn't uh, equate. I would never be comfortable with that even in, in this kind of atmosphere, even just on social media, to build some kind of friendship. Can I be cordial and respectful? Of course, I could always be cordial and respectful. Just the way I was raised. You respect everybody. I was raised, you respect you know, uh, the janitor just as much as you respect the CEO. That's just how it goes. You judge everybody individually and you base your... Um, how you feel about that person and, and if you want to form a relationship based on that person, on things they've done, things they do, uh, who, the, who they are as an individual, things you've seen take place, those all go into your mindset on whether or not that's somebody that uh, you want to 
uh, build a friendship with or get to know deeper. And sometimes you say, ah, no, I'll keep it at this level. I won't really go any further. There won't be private calls. There won't be anything like that. But online, I'll always be cordial and respectful. You know, and we all have different lines. And um, I, I think that's the problem lately. You have people who get insulted if they have a different line than you do. You know, so um, a lot of the common themes I see going on right now is the doxing, the lying informants, those who platform them. For me, it's very cut and dry. I'm just, you know, I, I look at the situations and I don't go by what people say. I go by what I see with my own eyes. And, um, you know, when I see when I see individuals who dock somebody or they give somebody's information in exchange for money, to me, that's that's too far for me personally. That's something that I can never align with, something I can never overlook. But what does that mean? Do I come on here and, and, and rave about it and throw the person under the bus and try to rip the person apart because they do something that I don't agree with? Of course not. It's different philosophies. So I just move it along. If You know, if... Uh, I see somebody's capable of, of that. It's just not somebody I want to rapport with. And that's not to insult the person. That's not to humiliate the person. I mean, who am I? I'm one person. I'm sure they're, I'm sure when they see how I am with things, they don't want anything to do with me. And that's, that's across the board. You know, that goes for even people who uh, host these guys who have shows devoted to lying informants where they'll put lying informants on time and time again to tell stories about families, to tell lies about defendants. That's my personal decision not to want to have anything to do with people who do that or engage in that. And that's not, again, I say it all the time. It's not saying I'm right or I'm holier than thou or I have a stronger moral code. No, it's my personal moral code. One's not stronger or weaker. It's just different. So for me, those are all kind of on the same level. And I think what happens is people try to get on their high horse and say, well, okay, I may be hanging out with a lying informant enabler, but you're hanging out with a doxer. Okay, but now you're, you're putting things on a scale. So you're saying what you do is less, in, is less of an um, offense than what, what the other person may do. And, and I just don't go down that road. Everybody has their own internal gauge of how something may be acceptable or unacceptable. And to get on here and say, well, this is worse than that, this is worse than that, it's different for everybody. Like for me, when you have people that at any time, see, I'm not a big, I said this a million times, I'm not in a forgiving guy. Uh, it's a case-by-case -case basis. You have to weigh the offense. And for me, when somebody says anything about a family member or talks degenerate and things like that, where you know, I can't even repeat it, but where it's sexual in nature and they have these insults and they're always going to this degenerate level where it's involving sex and, and, and organs and crazy stuff or a woman being promiscuous um, or somebody being addicted to drugs and doing things. I mean, all these crazy things. We've all heard it, different genres, different channels. When I see that behavior, that's a person I want nothing to do with. And now if you start leveling things, yeah, to me, somebody like that's on the bottom of the barrel. Somebody who is uh, saying sexual stuff about somebody's mother or daughter or sister or wife, anything like that, that's too far for me. That's at a low, low level. So if you start to hierarchy these things, yeah, there's different levels. There's different levels of it, and it's what's important to you and what's your hard line. And my, my hard line may be way different than somebody else's, so I would never put my hard line on somebody. You know, I may look at, like I said, for me, I look at somebody who does 
sell information at one time. Unacceptable. Unacceptable on every level. I won't even make excuses for that. I can't relate to it. It's not a characteristic I can understand on any level. Uh, and again, for me, it's the same with somebody who has buying and formula enablers on their show. To me, it's unacceptable. I know all the damage that these informants have done to families based on their lies. So I can't see the logic in that. I can't co-sign that. So that's my hard line. Or if there's informants and chats and talking, I, I just can't interact with that. I don't want my name associated with that. I don't want my behavior in any way where it could be, oh, look, he engaged with this informant. And it's not for anybody else. I couldn't care what anybody thinks. This is my personal beliefs. I feel like I'd be betraying, I would be betraying my personal beliefs. And that's it. And whoever likes it, likes it. Whoever don't, don't. As I always say, my family, my close friends, they know what I'm all about. And that's who I'm uh, concerned about um, being in alignment with and, and co-signing my behavior. As long as they co-sign it and they're on the same page as me, that's all that matters to me. Strangers, internet friends, people I met on YouTube, that's not that important to me. Now, can friendships blossom from YouTube? Yeah, I mean, they sound corny. Yeah, of course. Of course, friendships could grow. But I've said it from day one. Those things take time. On YouTube, far too often, people meet somebody. They say one or two nice things, and they embrace them, and they're hooking up with them, and they're trying to be friends with them. Not me. I'm way more cautious than that. I'm way more diligent as to who I decide to to let into my life, to let into my personal space, to let into my personal circle. You know, I have many different layers uh, and there's all different relationships on all those layers. There's social media relationships, there's business relationships, there's acquaintances, there's business contacts, there's employees, then there's close friends, dear friends, and then family. You know, there's all different levels and you have to know. I was always taught if you know what somebody's all about, you can never get hurt. And it's the truth. If you know what you're dealing with, you can't get hurt because you know what that person's about. So you know how far to go, how far not to go, how much to divulge and how much not to divulge. And that's, that's really the only way to navigate, in my opinion. I think it's dangerous when people meet somebody they don't really know and welcome them open arms and tell them private things. I think that's a dangerous game to play. We've seen it play out on here too, too often, right? How many times you get somebody that the relationship goes sour and then what happens? Texts are being shown, conversations are being talked about, uh, nasty insults are, are being made. I can't relate to that, folks. That's not in my character. Like if I had, um, there's people on here where I, I, I was um, in the process of maybe building friendships or we were a little more cordial or maybe we would communicate outside of, of the internet and then I would just stop if I seen things going south or if, Things didn't align with who I was. There's no hard feelings. I would never think of coming on here, showing private messages, saying, oh, but you said this. For some people, it's more important for them to be right than to keep their integrity. And for me, it's not that important for me to be right in the eyes of the public. If I know I'm right for myself, that's, that's enough for me. I don't need to prove it. I don't need to show. Because personally, showing something like that like showing intimate things or showing or recording phone calls, which to me is a rap move no matter how you look at it, but recording phone calls, that's taking it to another level and then playing it and showing those things or talking about those things, talking about those conversations, that's not who I am. I can never do that. I would rather honestly, 
you know, if somebody's attacking me, me personally, I would try to defend myself the best I could, but I wouldn't go to the level of having to show private conversations to do so. I would pretty much just say my side of things and hey, whoever wants to believe me, believe me. Whoever don't, don't. Um, I may remark and say, yeah, well, I could prove these things, but I won't, <laughs> you know, uh, because I know I'm not crazy. I I've read things, I've seen things, so I know I'm not insane, but unfortunately showing them would be something I just couldn't do for myself. And again, zero to do with the optics, zero to do what people think. Everybody has to do what they're comfortable with. And that's all you could do. Some people are comfortable doing that. Some people just want to be right and prove they're right. So they have to do those things. And they feel like when their back's up against the wall, uh, this is the only way to recover. For me, it's a little different. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in a position where I have to do that because I know I'd have a serious problem afterwards if I did something like that. It wouldn't sit well with me. And it's a personal choice. It just wouldn't sit well with me personally. So if it doesn't sit well with me, I try to avoid it. You know, throughout life, I'm sure we've all done things that we regret. So as you get older, you try to be more in tune to that and avoid those same mistakes and avoid having those things happen. So you try to think a little more before you react. When I was younger, I would react first and then it caused a lot of problems. Uh, it would cause a lot of problems. So as I got older, I got more mature. I would try to think before acting. I would try to take a moment, evaluate it before speaking or acting so that it's nothing I would regret. Am I perfect in doing that? No, I'm not. I, I still have a lot of work to do. Um, sometimes I do get mad. Sometimes I do get pissed. And sometimes I may say something that later I'm like, ah, I should have just kept quiet. It happens. It's a work in progress. Uh, one thing I learned as I got older is you always try to improve yourself. You always try to, to enhance um, how you operate. And those are all little things I do to try to enhance it. I try to take my time. I try to try to be more patient. And I try to think before I act or speak. It, it's not a perfect science. It's a challenge oftentimes, especially when you get uh, people saying a lot of nasty things and bashing you. It's not easy just to sit back and tell yourself, listen, it's nonsense. Don't even react. You know, it's not easy. And sometimes I'll react, but I try to do it in a diplomatic, in a way that shows a little bit of class and a little decorum. And I, and, I, and again, I invite all the naysayers, all the haters, all those who talk tough to come visit me. And it's not a tough thing like come visit me. I just look at it like if you're that angry and you're that tough, come take it out. Who am I to stop you? That's how I view it. I just view it like talking on the internet's nonsense. You got something on your mind, you really should get it out. That's how it's been my whole life. If I had something serious or something that was bothering me, I like to hand it one-on-one. -on -one. I like to, you know, deal with it directly, not talk about it, not throw tantrums about it. That's just how I am. And it's unfortunate because on here, you see a lot of relationships collapse because people get upset that their level of acceptability is not recognized by everyone. And it happens time and again. Um, somebody may be comfortable with something that a lot of people aren't with and that's fine But what happens that I notice a lot if you're not comfortable with it people will call you out then they'll try to uh, Point out what uh, things that you accept that they would never accept it goes back to what I was talking about earlier Where they try to compare, you know, what's a worse offense and I think once it goes down that That path you just you're losing the entire argument in the sense that now you're going into personal decisions. Everybody's different. 
uh, to touch on what I said earlier, if my level of acceptability may not be as broad as somebody else's level of acceptability, and I'm not going to condemn them for that. What may be important to me, or what I may be like, listen, I want nothing to do with that. A friend of mine may be like, eh, Dom, I'm okay with it. And that's fine with me, as long as it doesn't come around. You know, I deal with that in my regular life. I have friends of mine who, um, they have people that they, they hang out with that I'm not crazy about. And you know how we solve it? When I'm hanging out with them, that person's not around, and vice versa. You just separate things. I make it known, listen, nothing personal. This person's not for me. If I'm around, I don't want this person around. That's all. And everybody accommodates. When you're friends, you accommodate. You, you respect each friend's hard line. You respect what they feel important, you know, passionate about. You don't try to force anything. You know, my friends don't try to tell oh, Dom, and try to convince me. Maybe they'll bring it up once at the beginning. And when I tell them, listen, I feel a certain way, leave it alone, they leave it alone. And that's the last we talk about it. It doesn't affect our friendship. But on here, a lot of friendships collapse because levels of acceptability. They may be fine, uh, for instance, they may be fine with uh, lying informants, let's just say, or their enablers. But they're not fine with somebody doxing information or selling information. So then they'll say, okay, well, I'm fine with lying informants, but you're fine with somebody doxing. And then they start to fight. Why even go down that road? Why even compare? If you got a friendship, stay with your friendship. You know, and if it's something that's just too much for you, just disengage. There's no reason to fight over it. It's YouTube. It's not that important. There's no reason to, to go and talk about it and say how bad this person is or try to call one another hypocrites. Everybody sees a hypocrite differently. Um, look online, right? You got the left always calling the right hypocrites. The right's always calling the left hypocrites. There's a lot of hypocrisy when you look at the definition. That's just how it goes. That's human nature. Not everybody's perfect. And that's why for me, certain things are more black and white. Like I said, even though they're on different levels, uh, when I see somebody selling information, uh, that's on the same level as me as somebody engaging with the lying informant enablers. Me personally, I'm not saying everybody else is like that. Or if I see somebody talking degenerate about families, that's on one of the lowest levels. That's on the lowest level you could uh, be on. You know, if I'm doing a hierarchy system or some kind of totem pole system, that's on the bottom. But now what do I say? Well, I look at that guy the lowest. You look at a doxer lowest. Who's right? Nobody's right. There's different values, different systems. For me, it's black and white. I, those are all people I want nothing to do with and I won't engage with. And it's a me problem. And what I mean by that is I don't voice it to others. I don't say, why are you dealing with this person? You shouldn't deal with this person. I never voice that online to people. In real life with my close friends, that may be different. Then they'll hear what I have to say. But on here, I have no authority to do that. I don't know anybody from my childhood. I never grew up with anybody. These are all relationships that were built virtually. And then some of them uh, went into the real world. And we had discussions and uh, maybe had a cup of coffee. So it develops that way. But I'm still not in a position to say, don't deal with this one online. Everybody has their own, uh, their own relationships, and that's not going to affect my relationship with the person. Just because I may not agree with something their friends do, I then remove myself from the situation. You know, if uh, the, the friend's hanging out and, 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 and in chats, I would treat it the same way I treat as if uh, there's a lying informant enabler. I just, I won't go around it, and it's not trying to insult anybody. This is a me problem. This is how I navigate because I take it on myself. I don't put it on my friends. I don't tell my friends, don't have this one on. Don't, 
engage with this one. Don't talk to this one. I would never do that. And when I say friends, I'm talking about my online friends, people I'm building a friendship with. And I know some people say, oh, there's no friends online. I disagree with that. I think friends could be built online. I, I've spoken to uh, a lot of the people I've spoke to when I first came online, I'm still friendly with. Some not so much, but some I'm building a friend with and who know a friendship with and who knows, could develop to something that five, 10 years from now, we're still friends. And YouTube's something in the past. YouTube's just something, uh, a platform that we met on. And, uh, you know, you don't know. Only time will tell that. But I'm not quick to say there's no friends on YouTube because um, I'm building some friendships. A few uh, guys that I enjoy their company. We have things in common. We get along. Uh, we don't talk about nonsense. Uh, we never talk about YouTube BS. That's not who I'm about. And uh, it's not what I want to hear about. I don't care that much about it. I don't care about drama and all that. We talk about real life stuff, maybe baseball cards or sports cards or going out to eat or cigars we may like, you know, things like that. Or dogs, you know, dogs always a good, uh, a good uh, topic to build a friendship on. I've built a few friendships and uh, different communities on Facebook about dogs, people that I still talk to, breeders that I've met. I've even met an author who wrote a bunch of books on, on fighting dog breeds that he and I still speak today. And he actually gave me his whole collection of old American Bulldog magazines. I got to show them one day. They're really awesome. They're from, uh, I think, like the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, phenomenal information in them. But it, it all depends on what happens with the friendship. You know, what's what's brought to light, maybe things come out that you find out somebody was doing uh, that's not for you. I've had people on here that I was cordial with, uh, respectful with, always appreciative if they supported We Push Back, but maybe they do things that, or they've done things that, whoa, that's crossing the line. I can't be part of that anymore. And I pull away. I don't think they would take it personally. I think they know what I'm all about. I've made it clear from day one things I'm I stand against and I've made it clear from day one how I operate, how I'll just take myself out of the equation. Because again, that falls on me. It doesn't fall on me to come on here and then start bashing people and say, hey, you know what? This person I was friends with, you know what they did? And then start ripping them up. I won't do that. That's not my character. I won't do that to anybody. There's been a lot of people who've done that. There's been old ex we When I had members... Again, I haven't had members in about a year, if not longer. But when I started and I started doing the member um, structure and model for We Push Back, there was members that I would talk to and I thought we had things in common. And then I realized we didn't. There was that other freaking maniac. Um, he would come on, he would roast people. Uh, he had that crazy laugh. I don't want to I don't want to say his name because I just don't like saying names. It's uh, I just don't do it really. But everybody knows what I'm talking about. And then he got chased off when, I guess, he was doxxed and they found out who he was. But uh, he and I would talk offline about, um, I'm into RC card building and uh, I have some arcades. I would buy some vintage arcades and I collect them. And I, I thought, <laughs> I thought he did the same thing, but now I have to believe maybe he did it. But it seemed like we had things in, in common on that level. And then um, I started seeing some episodes he was doing where he was... Uh, taking shots at people I was building a friendship with. And actually, somebody brought it to my attention on Twitter. They were like, oh, you're going to do an episode on this person. And I responded on the Twitter. It was on my tag. And I said, uh, I even said, don't even tag me on this. Why are you even tagging me? Like, if that's what he's going to do, then I have my my answer. It's not somebody I'm going to build a friendship with. And I would just, that, that was the end of that. Never really corresponded again. 
you know, never was on a panel with the individual, never was on the phone with the individual, never had him on my show, wasn't that kind of relationship, wasn't this close, wasn't even in his chat, as a matter of fact, I think I was in his chat once, he did a show on um, the paranoia, paranormal, and nobody was getting bashed, so I knew it would be a show I could just engage with without having to hear anybody get bashed, and I enjoyed that, but I'm even cautious on what shows I'll make a comment on. Because I don't like that either. If somebody's bashing somebody I'm building a friendship with, I'm not going to comment on their show. I, I feel like I'm almost stabbing my friend in the back, you know. So if I see that's going on, I just don't comment. Even if it's a friend of mine and they're bashing somebody, I just won't comment. You know, I don't want to engage on that. They're doing their thing and that's it. It's just not for me. People who are building friendships with me, I don't think they would take that personally. I think they know how I am. They know I just, it's not for me. And that's what happened with that guy. You know, he, he started going down a road when it was brought to my attention on Twitter, he was going to do an episode apparently on, on people I was building a friendship with. I even said, why are you even uh, bringing light to it? Forget it. Ignore him. That's it. Because that would be my style. Just ignore him. Whatever he does is irrelevant. If that's the route he wanted to take, he made it clear that the friendship's not worth building and you move on. And I think that insulted people too that I did that. But I, that's how I handle it. I just X somebody out. The way I look at it, don't even give them attention. They want to go down that road, ice them out. That's it. Uh, for me, just make them irrelevant. And that's that. There was no hard feelings. I'm sure the guy didn't give two shits <laughs> that, you know, I didn't engage with him no more. Uh, we're just different people. I'm sure a lot of things I did, he didn't agree with and vice versa. And that's, that's how relationships fall apart, folks. And it's not that big a deal. People get way too scorned and dramatic about it and got to do show after show and talk about who's backstabbing who. None of that's backstabbing. None of that's, in my opinion, none of that's backstabbing. Different personalities, and then when you realize you don't really align, I don't think that's backstabbing when you just move on. I don't think that's backstabbing. But everybody looks at it different. Again, we all have our own opinion on it. For me, when I see people talking about women and, and, and daughters and wives and sisters and aunts in degenerate ways and doing show after show and setting people up, lying, talking about going to the cops and lying about somebody. That's insane to me. That That's way crossing the line. That's somebody wouldn't even acknowledge. I said it a million times. They can't even look in my direction. Can't even look in my direction. Won't have a call with them. Won't allow them on my channel. Will block them if they make a comment. But that's my line. It's like I said earlier, people may not look at that that bad. They may be able to let those things go like, oh, uh, they bashed my, you know, whatever. Somebody, uh, one of my loved ones, they bashed them. I could overlook it. I could accept apology. Hey, that's them. I look at it differently. I told you this a million times. I don't accept apologies depending on the offense. You got to weigh the offense. I had some asshole a while ago say stuff about my, my pop. He tried to apologize. I told him to take his apology and shove it up his you-know-what. I've told this story before. It's not to harp on it. It's just to let you know how I see things. Had some other clown the other day doing his rant with his FUs to me, FUs to my father, talking tough. Again, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> when, when you look at the element, talking tough, you got to laugh. This guy's friends with Sammy Gravano and brags it. Listen, folks, I'm not just saying that, but that tells me all I need to know. Anybody who's friends with lying informants, anybody who's friends with their enablers and their co-hosts, they should not say nice things about me. We're too far apart morally. We look at things way too different. They probably don't like what I stand for and I don't like what they stand for. And that's it. 
my style is just I don't come out here and name and blame. You don't see me doing shows on these enablers where I'm naming them. I've done one or two uh, on um, on uh, one enabler when I put up that Tom Lavecchia, but that was actually in response to him. He made a post on his page saying he was going to call Judge Cybele all this crazy shit. So yeah, I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to memorialize that. I want certain things memorialized for a purpose because I know how people work and I know how the government could work. So I want things, I want timelines. I want things laid out. And that kind of goes to the post I was talking about earlier. Uh, I made a post like last week that I was going to touch on it in this chat session, how important it is to have these timelines. See, during my time on um, social media, I've had a lot of encounters with a lot of wackos and a lot of people who don't like me and try to cause trouble. So what I do is I build timelines, and the timelines is to protect myself. I show what started the initial conflict. I'm a big believer in tracking, well, what started this ball rolling? Because too many people, they poke, they poke, they poke, they poke, and then when they get poked back, they cry. You know, oh my God, they clutch their pearls. Well, I can't believe you responded. Well, not so fast. Not so fast. What did you do to cause that? So it's important to track all that. Track the comments. That's... You know, you'll get a lot of people saying, oh, this one never attacked nobody. Ha, 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 beg to differ. Everything's on YouTube. Go back and track it. Go back to the shows. It's all there. You could see every insult thrown at somebody's way, every remark made at somebody. If somebody tried to say, calling somebody a liar, see who called who a liar first. Track it and then see what the response is. Too many times people look at the response and then they blame the person. Oh, I can't believe you said this. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What caused me to say this? Why did I say this? Why did I respond? I'm defending myself. I'm being slandered. I'm being called a liar. It's time for me to, to say something about it. So for me, it's very important. And I'll tell you a little story about why I feel it's important. I had somebody, uh, a little wacko. I haven't heard from this person in a while. So listen, it is what it is. Uh, I don't want to reignite anything. So I'll keep it as broad as, as, as general. But he and I just didn't get along. Another content creator, he had a lot of things to say. I had things to say. But what I did was I knew this person was going around emailing individuals outside of YouTube, emailing professionals, e emailing journalists, emailing lawyers, trying to defame me, trying to slander me. So what I did was I didn't go on a PR campaign and contact them. What I did do was build a file on this person, show what this person was all about, show what was in this person's past, paint their character. So when the time came, show snapshots of what this person, how's all that? I had threats on this person's page, somebody who was friends with them, out and out threats saying, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I saved all that. And I saved that for me. I'm not the type to turn these type of things in. That's not my personality. I wouldn't go to YouTube with it. I don't go to the authorities with it. It's all to protect myself. You have to protect yourself. Protect your character. So when it's called into question, you could say, okay, maybe this person's saying these things, but I'm going to show you this person's conduct. I'm going to show you what they said. I'm going to show you what they're about. If they have a case file, I'm going to show you their case file. Look at their character. If they have questionable charges, look at their charges. And then you decide. And I had one person email me <clears throat> about this individual. And I had a call, call with them. And I told them what I had to say. And I showed them things that I wanted to show them. Versus what this person was saying about me. And guess what? By the end of the conversation, it was a non-issue. Nothing was impacted. So that's why you have to protect yourself. You have to protect your character. 
I, I hold my character very sacred and my reputation very sacred. I've built it my whole life. I got a very good reputation with people I'm around, my friends, my family, my businesses, very good business uh, reputation. Got a bunch of letters to prove it from satisfied clients. And my whole life, for 20 years, I, in my office, I had an office building on uh, Halstead Avenue, Mamaronek, when I had my payroll company, I bought a building. And the whole entire entrance of the building was all letters from all my satisfied clients. Is that to brag? No. You know what that's for? That's to show a new client they're in good hands. People need to see that. They need to feel that assurance. They need to know the type of character they're dealing with. You know, you're giving somebody a business, you want to make sure you have the right person handling it. Somebody who has integrity. Somebody who's going to do what they promise you they're going to do. So those things are important to protect your character, all your credibility. Your credentials are very important. What you've accomplished in life is very important. And it goes the other way too. If you want to start casting insults, you want to start accusing somebody of something, well, you better make sure that your character is in check. You better make sure that you don't have all of these... Uh, ghosts in the closet that are going to come out because that all affects credibility. It's just a fact of life, credibility. You could say whatever you want about somebody. You could paint them however you want. But their past actions, their character, their reputation is what's going to carry that, the weight of those claims. That's what's going to make somebody from the outside say, well, does this really have any validity to it? Does it sound like a bunch of BS? And that's why I hold my rep. That, that's why I would laugh at the beginning. People were saying I was paying trolls. I'm behind the scenes telling trolls what to do, having them attack this one. And I always said, I made a couple episodes. I didn't harp on it, but I did want to memorialize it because to me, it's very important to have that memorialized. And I made it known. Never once did I ask anybody, not a troll, not a content creator, to do anything on my behalf or to attack anyone on my behalf or to respond to anything on my behalf. Never once paid a troll to do anything or asked a troll to do anything. And I've had uh, some messages with people asking me, oh, you want me to cover it? And you know what I would say? Absolutely not. Cover whatever you want to cover. That's entirely up to you. I would tell everybody. I'd even get friends who say, Dominic, you think I should do this? And I tell them, here's my opinion, but you do whatever you want to do. You have to do what you're comfortable with, not what I'm comfortable with. It's your own level of comfort, not mine. And that's why... I smile a little bit as time goes by because after all this time, I always say the truth comes out. If I was paying these trolls, if I was telling people what to do, you don't think after all these years, you've seen it yourself. All these relationships are going sour. I mean, even look at me where I'm saying I won't deal with people who dox or people who do this. You don't think somebody's going to take offense to that and say, oh yeah, well you told me to do X, Y, and Z. You don't think that would be put out? You don't think screenshots of that would miraculously appear? Of course they would. That's why I smile. I know I've never done that. I've never asked that. So all those stupid accusations people were making and content creators were making that I'm, I'm trying to shut channels down. I'm getting trolls to do this. It was all bullshit. And I knew as time went by, it would surface as bullshit. And again, more, let more time go by. Let it keep it. Let five years go by. Nothing will ever surface because it was never done. So that's why all I will do is memorialize certain things if I think they're important or if I think I could anticipate the direction something is going and the narrative somebody's trying to create, uh, then I'll memorialize something just to protect myself, just to prove a point if and when the time comes where I have to prove that point. If not, no harm, no foul. I memorialized it. Move on. But sometimes you are called into question.
sometimes people will say, hey, what was that about? And you got to say, well, actually, I did an episode when that happened about two years ago, and here's what I had to say then, and the facts still remain the same. And, and you know, for me, I don't respond to 90% of the nonsense that gets uh, cast in my direction. But sometimes there's 10% where I feel I need to respond for different reasons, whether they're saying something that's completely a false narrative that could potentially hurt individuals, I want to correct that. Somebody did that not too long ago. I spoke about it briefly on somebody's show. They made a statement that was a complete lie, never happened, said a phone call was made on my behalf, complete and utter lie, never took place. I wanted a retraction, not so much for myself, for the narrative that it was kind to imply. It was trying to imply something that could jam people up, and that I didn't like. And that I handled immediately. I called the person immediately. And that was it. They retracted it. I move on. I don't harp on it. I don't do shows on it. I don't put up the clip of what the person said and then put up the retraction. It's a dead point for me. What's the point of that? That's not what I'm here for. It's not what I'm here for. But everybody's here from different meanings. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not belittling people who are here doing that. We're all here for different things, and I respect that and I acknowledge that. People do entertainment. People do roasting. It, it all creates this space of YouTube. So I'm not knocking it just because I don't do it. I'm just letting the viewers know it's not my style because I will get some comments of, well, what about talking about this one? Or what about that one? It's irrelevant to me. It's not my business. I adjust my behavior based on that. I don't come on here and talk about it publicly. It just fills me in and I adjust my behavior. The other day, somebody left a comment on the We Push Back channel saying that a content creator was going to go on her channel and bash We Push Back. And all I said was, if that's accurate, because as we know, you can't believe everything that's accurate. You got to verify. If that's accurate, so be it. She's entitled to do that. I have no problem with that. It's her opinion. It's irrelevant to me. It's irrelevant to me. I would never try to uh, stop that or damage control. Go ahead. Abuse me, abuse we, push back. It's irrelevant to me. It's fine. I, we're on different, <laughs> totally different playing fields. What I believe in, people don't believe in. So I, I can't expect everybody to, to like what I'm doing or like we push back or to like what I stand for. I, I'd be a narcissist if I thought I was the greatest and everything I did was so good and everything I did was so important. No, it's really not that important. It's not that good. It's important to me. That's the difference. And it's important to defendants and it's important to their families. And the way I know that, they tell me. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me motivated. That's what's important to me. But my opinion's not that important on here. It's not that important. Who I like and don't like, it's not important at all. It's irrelevant. We're all individuals. I just don't believe I'm coming on here and trying to create a totem pole of levels of unacceptability and then go down the totem pole and say, well, you're at level one, I'm at level two, what you accept of, what you're accept, what's acceptable to you. Uh, this guy's at level three, so the level ones are the worst. The level twos are, that's way too complicated for me. I just see whatever's on my total, totem pole of unacceptable behavior, actions, or uh, character, I just don't deal with that totem pole. That's it. Can I be cordial? Of course I could be cordial. Would I build a relationship? Absolutely not. And it depends on the thing. I'll even be cordial. To, the only people I won't even be cordial with and won't even 
acknowledge our informants that are on YouTube. If I'm aware, won't even acknowledge them, delete them, won't be cordial, won't say a friggin' word to them. Other people, yeah, I don't know what they're about. I could be cordial. But if it's in my face and I know what somebody's doing, if somebody's, uh, if I've seen somebody talk sexually about women uh, in degenerate ways, bring up, uh, again, don't want to get into it, but bring up women in a sexual negative manner. I've seen what they've done. I've seen their behavior play out. I don't need anybody telling me about it. I don't need anybody with a convenient memory trying to, uh, you know, sweep it under the rug. I know what I saw and I know what I heard. My decision's made up. I'll never talk to that person again. I never talked to 90% of those people in the first place, but if I did, I would never talk to them again or I'd never acknowledge them. They'd be invisible to me the way I should be invisible to them. But I do notice I'm not invisible to a lot of these people. They'll bring me up sometimes, and it's pretty funny to me, especially when I never mention them once. But that just tells me, listen, there's an old saying, right? If you're following me, if you supposedly hate me, but yet you're following me, watching everything I do, admit it, you're a fan. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. I know when I don't like somebody or they don't do what I, what I want to see, I unsubscribe. I never watch anything. I don't know what's going on. Sometimes I get filled in by friends who text me, even though I'll break their chops and tell them stop texting me. I don't give a shit. But then when I see it, I do give a shit. So that's why I say don't send it to me, but people got to do it. I think uh, one of my friends does it just to break my chops because he knows it annoys me. <laughs> but, you know, that's the only time I'll see certain things because if I, if I decide to move on, I move on. End of story. I don't come out. I don't talk about how... Um, upset I am or what this person did or how I don't agree with what they do. I just change my behavior. But what I do notice is people will, will make digs at me when I change my behavior. Like I said, somebody made a comment, well, what's the big deal if your name's next to an informant name in a chat? It is a big deal. It's a big deal to me. And I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, it's minimal to you. It's a big deal to me. That's it. It's not something that you should judge. It's not something that you should judge me for or try to belittle. I don't come on here and try to belittle anybody's actions. What I think is crazy, I think is crazy. To me, things people do don't equate to me. It doesn't make sense to, in one breath, say you don't like informants and in another breath, platform a person who's co-host with informants and has done show after show about them. That doesn't make sense to me. Does that make me right? Of course not. Absolutely not, it doesn't. Those are my personal beliefs and I wouldn't put them and I wouldn't judge the person for that. That's what they do, just not for me, so I remove myself from the equation. But I'm not gonna come on and make digs, say, well, this one did that, this one, ah, it's not for me. I'm always responding, folks. Like I said, talk about the reaction to the action. Whenever I address things, and I always address them very broadly, and people get annoyed, like, oh, name names. Well, I don't care if you get annoyed. I'm not naming names. Not what I'm about. I keep it broad so for people who don't know certain players, it'll still make sense to them because they can understand the situation. That's why I keep it broad. I have a lot of audience members who have nothing to do with certain genres. The genres don't interact, so they don't know certain content creators. So saying their name would be irrelevant to some people. And I, I'm just not going to do that and look to embarrass somebody. So I keep it general. And every time I'm addressing something, it's always in response. I don't initiate it. But people like to make digs and make comments at my expense. So I will respond in my own way. I'll never get nasty. Uh, as I said last time, a lot of the comments come from females. And that handcuffs me because 
I'm not going to say anything nasty to a female. To a man, I'm going to say some nasty stuff. To a female, I'm just not. It's just not in me. I'm just not going to get nasty or vulgar. Just not going to do it. You know, I'm not like a lot of these other guys who, who, um, who, who play the chivalrous role. But then if you see how they respond to a female, how they talk about a female, it totally contradicts what they say they believe. Uh, you know, in one breath, you shouldn't talk to a female. I don't care what they do. And then you'll see a comment calling a female a pig and all this <clears throat> nasty talk. I don't roll that way. If I say something, I try to stick to it. Am I perfect? No, I'm sure I'll slip up now and then, but I do my best to stick to it. And if I slip up, I'll probably admit I slipped up and say, listen, I messed up. I shouldn't have did that. But so far, knock on wood, I haven't done that. I've been able to stick to it. I haven't said anything in chats about people bashing people. It's not my style. Just not my style. People try to blame me. They'll try to say, oh, but you're friends with this one who does that. You know, I spoke about this a while ago. They do the 13 degrees of separation. You know this one who knows this one who did this. So therefore you're at fault. Well, you sound ridiculous. You sound moronic. Blame me for what I do. I'm very clear about what I do. I make it clear I won't go into certain chats. I make it clear I, I, uh, why I won't go into certain chats. So blame me for that. I'm telling you that's what I do. Be, you know, have a gripe with me over that. Don't have a gripe with me over your conspiracy theories that never play out. And too many people have that. Going back to what I said earlier about the big conspiracy, I was paying trolls to take down channels. Never played out. Not one text, not one screenshot showing that. Not one call showing that. Not one email of me advising that. And let more time go on. We'll revisit it in another three years if I'm still around. Still won't come out because it was never done. And that, th those are kind of the things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to also just <clears throat> harp on how important it is. If you are vested in like different beefs that go on in different genres, you know, some people find that entertaining. And I'm not going to lie, it is entertaining. Late at night sometimes I'll catch up on some of these genres and I'll see people battling it out, and I listen, I laugh, I find it entertaining, I really do. And especially if it's a friend of mine, he's roasting somebody, just because I'm not in the chat doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it. I may find it funny, I may not like the person he's roasting, so I enjoy it. I think it's hilarious. That's how it goes, we all have different humor, we all have different things that we find entertaining. But I just don't come on here and look to rip somebody up who maybe I was friends with or call out, uh, a misdeed they may have done and harp on it and say, oh, you're, you know, uh, you're not a good person. You're this. It's irrelevant what I think. I just adjust my behavior and I adjust my interaction based on that. That's all. And I'll avoid certain chats based on that. And I'll avoid certain things based on that. Once I start to see what plays out, what plays out, but it doesn't affect my friendship with people. Things that affect my friendship would have more to do with, like, if it's personal. You know, if people are hanging out with somebody who's abusing me every day or going on shows with somebody who's abusing me every day when it's personal, then you start to take things personally because then it's like, well, you're supposed to be my friend and you're hanging out with this guy who had all these nasty things to say about me. That's when, you know, I could see, like, getting insulted. But if somebody's hanging out with an individual who may be friends with somebody who did something you're against, uh, did an action you're against, I don't know. You can't go that deep and start forcing them to choose or, or forcing them to call people out, forcing them to publicly humiliate people. I don't think anybody should force anybody what to talk about. People got to talk about on their shows what they want to talk about. For me, I'll talk about lying informants. That's important to me. I'll talk about the justice system. That's important to me. I'll talk about my uh, personal perspective on those things. And now for the chat session, I'll talk about a bunch of different stuff. 
whatever pops in my head. And I enjoy this. I enjoy rambling on sometimes. I'm not really a yapper in the, in my life. You know, I, I don't really say much, even at meetings. I take things in. I speak when it's appropriate. I speak when I have advice or I have a business plan or I'm trying to solve a problem. Uh, my friends and stuff will tell stories. I'm more engaging that way. But uh, I'm not known in my circles as a talker. Actually, I'm known as opposite. A lot of people tell me when they meet me, I was very quiet and they thought I was stuck up. And I was like, no, I'm not stuck up. I'm just a little quiet. But on here, it's nice. You know, I, I get to uh, talk, uh, share my thoughts with you guys. You guys give me feedback. You tell me what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. I like that. I like that engagement. Like I said, this is a nice outlet for the introverts of the world, to the people who aren't maybe that comfortable speaking in public surroundings and public settings. I told you when I started out and I had to go to those networking groups, that's completely opposite of my personality. I hated those things. I hated, I hated speaking in front of big uh, groups. Now it's not so bad when I uh, get asked to do a presentation in front of like a board or I have to talk to the president of a company, that kind of stuff. I'm so used to it after doing it for 20 something years that that doesn't bother me. But at the beginning I'd get nervous. My palms would sweat, you know, <laughs> that's just who I was. Now, now it doesn't affect me, those type of things. But I still won't want to talk in a big setting. I still won't want to talk in a big setting. It's funny, you know, I've actually turned down opportunities because of uh, being a bit of an introvert. I got to find the email. I have an email from a few years ago. There was a reality show called Beat the Boss. I think it's based in the UK. If you look at it on YouTube, Beat the Boss. Uh, it's like a reality show where entrepreneurs compete against kids. And I got invited to be on the show and take part in it. It was like a reality show. You got to live in a house and, and you got all these different events where you got to compete. All business owners had to compete against kids. I don't think it was a big network thing. I saw it like, uh, again, like I said, just Google it, beat the boss. And I'm going to find that email. I'll put it on my community tab. But I turned it down. They were going to pay a few dollars. It was nice. You know, it probably would have been good for my business, but I just turned it down. It wasn't me. Couldn't do it. Uh, my siblings thought I was nuts. You know, they were like, oh, you got to do it. They, they wanted to see me. They were like, that'd be hilarious watching you. I was like, no, I can't do it. But it even stops some uh, opportunities when you're an introvert. You know, it, it stops some of the opportunities presented to you because it just goes against your personality. Uh, that's why I'm glad one of my sons is very outgoing and I'm, I'm so happy for that. You know, I told him, I said, that's great. You're going to do very well. You'll do better than me because you have that personality. You're very comfortable in those settings. You know, you could do a lot. But it goes back to we're all different, folks. I don't push my ways on people. I see too often people on YouTube push their ways and their way of thinking onto others. And if you don't align with it or you don't accept who they may accept, you're a bad person. You turned on them. You backstabbed them. I have a totally different version of what I consider turning on somebody and backstabbing somebody. Totally different definition of that. Um, not a disagreement and not aligning with somebody you may align with. I don't think that's turning. But a lot of people disagree with me. And it's unfortunate because you see a lot of relationship collapse. You know, I'd go into different channels and you see different groups of people and some channels you enjoy because you all kind of enjoy the same groups of people, but that starts collapsing. And then little by little, unfortunately, I have less channels to go into, less channels that I could enjoy. It's just the way it is. In a lot of these other genres, see, this doesn't exist. One thing about a certain genre, it's very intimate where people are very vested. And I think that creates a lot of the problems because maybe... 
you know, you know the details. <coughs> Excuse me. Got to take a sip of soda. You know the details of what somebody may have done, you know, because it is more tight-knit, so then it does fracture the whole uh, communal basis. Uh, but in a lot of these other genres, like the psychology genre, the law genre, uh, the tech genre, none of that really exists. You know, it's just people going in, uh, chatting about the topic at hand, so it's not really that in-depth. So you don't see a lot of those fractures. Now, I, I, I have seen those fractures in more intimate communities as well. I told you I was following one now, and I still don't have a handle of exactly what they fight about. It's a little out there for me, but it's very similar. You know, you have different groups, people fighting, uh, who doesn't like who. So I think that has a lot to do with it based on the genre and how intimate it is and how um, tight-knit it is. I think that's where you start to fall into, like, where you get these explosive wars and conflict and people not talking. And it's a shame because I, I did enjoy a few channels and then that all kind of changed. You know, now I just, I can't go on certain channels and that's the end of that. And then you see the creators fight with one another. It's just a shame. I don't understand the reason for for fighting with uh, former quote unquote friends. You know, and again, you have to go by who started the ball rolling. Who was the one coming out complaining? Who was the one making the digs? Who was the one making the comments? Now you can't blame the people who respond to that. How, how long you want them to be quiet? How long you want them to just take it and take it? Sometimes people got to respond. And I think people should reflect on that. You know, sometimes maybe bite your tongue if you don't want to open up a can of worms and you don't want to fight with somebody. And sometimes don't. Depends. If that's what you like, hey, I think a lot of people like it. I think they like the drama. I just do. I think it, it brings views. It brings entertainment. They may say they don't like it, but uh, their actions speak otherwise. And that's what I go by, the actions. They could say they don't like something till the cows come home, but if they act and behave in a certain way, well, that tells me something differently. So that's why it's very important to me to really follow these things. If I, if I invested and I want to see what happened, if I was building a friendship with somebody and I want to see what took place, I will follow it. I will see the chain of events. I'll see who said what. I'll see who brought whose name up first, who started throwing digs first. And I don't blame the person who responds. I just don't. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but I can't blame somebody for responding and reacting to getting attacked or getting jabs or getting poked at. And then when the person who's doing the poking goes, oh my God, what did I do? I can't believe it. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> That's how life works. You keep poking somebody, they're going to respond. You can't be shocked by it. You got to just roll with it. You got to expect it. If I kept laying into somebody time after time, I'll, it's like with the informants. I knew they'd be pissed. I knew they'd come at me. You don't see me doing an episode going, oh my God, I can't believe these guys. All these lying informants, they're mad at me. They're attacking me. Yeah, damn right they are. I don't blame them. They're pissed. They don't like me showing their behavior. They don't like me talking about the damage they did. They don't like me spotlighting things they've done on the episodes and, and what they said about certain people, what they may have said about their ex or what they testified to. They're not going to like any of that. I knew that. I knew I'd have to contend with them. I'd have to contend with their family, with their friends with their uh, enablers, with their co-hosts. I knew all that. I'm not surprised by it. I could fight with somebody every day on here if I responded to everything somebody said. That's not what I'm here for. So that's really it for today. I just wanted to share a little bit of my thoughts on that. Um, just vent a little, have a little bit of a discussion. 
again, I enjoy these. I enjoy the chat session. I really do. I like this segment I added. For those who are new to, to this channel, this is just a segment I added. It's kind of like two shows on one channel. You have my uh, JTP chat session, and then you have my regular Justice Tech Pros podcast, where I talk about the criminal justice system and all uh, aspects of that and all involved within that system and my perspective. But the chat session is just kind of like me winging it, just talking about things that pop in my head. And I enjoy that. I had some people tell me maybe I should do a live. I don't know if I really want to do a live, only because like when I could do do a show, it's really like it'll hit me last minute. It's not really planned out. I just turn everything on and do it. If I got an hour to kill or an hour and a half to kill, that's normally how I do it. So I'm really not into the live. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe I will and have a few... Uh, close content creators on to talk about whatever. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I'm very finicky. One day I'm like, oh, I want to do a show. Then for like five, six days, I'll be like, ah, I can't be bothered. Like last show I did, I think was almost two weeks ago. You know, sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes I'm not. And I'm the type one day I may just wake up and be like, ah, I'm done. And that's the end of that. You know, I always leave the channel up because people could always benefit, I think, from the information. It's got to be out there. That's the whole point of it, to get into the algorithm. So when people are researching uh, different things. Maybe they could hear some of uh, uh, what I have to say, and it offers them a different perspective, and they're they're better equipped to uh, be part of a jury. Oh, if you notice, I also added a little stubble to my guy's face because I do have a little stubble that I wear, so I added that. He just looks a little too young. This is like a representation of me, maybe in my twenties. Although people tell me I look young, but I got to see if I can age him a little bit. It's a little flattering. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's it for today, folks. I think I, I uh, talked about everything I want to talk about for this session. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I appreciate all your comments and your support. And everybody supports We Push Back. I always tremendously appreciate that. Every content creators have kind words to say or talk about We Push Back or share it or share my episodes. I thank you, and I, and I always try to show appreciation whether I uh, give a donation to your show or I share a show, I show appreciation to different ways to different people. I'll donate, um, I'll leave a supportive comment, I'll try to share a show. So, you know, that's just how I show uh, appreciation. People would try to say I'm paying people, but no, that's just my way of showing I appreciate what you're doing uh, and to show my way of support. Um, and that's it, folks. Till next time.